into our Bibles this evening to the book of John chapter 7. Book of John chapter 7. And uh, we'll begin with the first few verses of John chapter 7 and we'll skip a few and then get to the main part of my text which is really in verse 37 and 38. John chapter 7 here tonight. I entitled this message, That Great Day. That Great Day. John chapter 7. And I will begin, as I said, with the first few verses here tonight, and then we'll skip a few and then get down to verse 37 and 38, maybe a few verses following that. John chapter 7 here tonight. That great day. We begin in this chapter speaking of uh, the Lord Jesus as he is, in the very beginning of the chapter, he's at home. And as he is there, he is with his, uh, he's with his brothers and the Feast of Tabernacles is getting ready to take place. And at that time, uh, every, uh, every uh, man who was uh, native born, of course, but usually most of the men Jews were expected to be there. Other folks be there as well, um, but your, especially your men were expected to be there. Uh, and so we begin this chapter of the book with the Feast of Tabernacles, which was uh, just one of the feasts, the many feasts that... Uh, that the Jews celebrated. And this was a very important, of course, they're all very important. Uh, this was extremely important. We see right here uh, in the text, we're going to look at here in a few moments, uh, what the Lord Jesus did on this day uh, to really proclaim himself uh, to everyone that was there. Thousands of people would come. I mean, you imagine Jerusalem uh, throughout this week on this feast week because it lasted a week. Uh, and then the very last day called that great day, which we see in verse 37, uh, there was uh, something kind of added to it a little later called the water oblation that they used. And the Lord Jesus seems to uh, elude to that right here. Uh, but one of the, but interesting as the city would feel, I mean, it was like a real festive time. I would almost say it would, uh, and I guess the closest maybe I can get to it would be to say maybe for us, it would be like uh, an Easter or maybe like a Christmas where things was just very festive and people would greet each other and, uh, and you know, they would, uh, it would always be in greetings of happiness and greetings of joy because this was a very festive time. This was a very celebratory week. And so uh, as they celebrated the, this uh, Feast of Tabernacles, uh, it was everybody was just in a good mood and they would walk around, as I said, just greeting one another uh, in just really, uh, really festive, uh, polite, joyful greetings. Well, we see here in verse 1 as we start, the Bible says that after these sayings that Jesus walked into Galilee, for he would not walk in Jewry because the Jews sought to kill him. Now the Jews' Feast of Tabernacles was at hand there in verse 2. And his brethren therefore said unto him, Depart hence and go into Judea, that thy disciples may also see the works that thou doest. For there is no man that doeth anything in secret, and he himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world, for neither did his brethren believe in him. Then Jesus said to them, My, my time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. The world cannot hate the world cannot hate you, but hate it, uh, but me it hateth because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil. Go you up to the feast. I go not up yet unto this feast, for my time is not yet full come. And when he had said these words unto them, he abode still in Galilee. But when his brethren were gone up, 
Then went he up also unto the feast, not openly, but as it were in secret. And then the Jews sought him at the feast and said, Where is he? And there was much murmuring among the people concerning him, for some said, He is a good man. Others said, Nay, but he deceives the people. Howbeit no man spake openly of him for fear of the Jews. So as we see here in the very beginning, we see that his, uh, his brothers, they were all on the way up. They were all going to go to the feast. And uh, the Lord, he is uh, not preparing himself as of yet to go. And he tells them to go on ahead. But of course, the Lord did come a little after. He went by, uh, seems he went by himself. Uh, but whenever he got there, he wasn't openly presenting himself uh, as uh, perhaps maybe he normally did. And he was there and he could also could hear the murmurings of the people and the things that they were saying. Uh, some it seemed that they believed that he was just somebody who was coming in and causing chaos and deceiving people. Uh, in other words, uh, other, other folks wasn't sure what to think about him. Some thought that he was the Messiah and that he is, he is Christ. But folks didn't know. They were really divided on this issue. But understand, during this time, there'll be thousands and thousands of people that were coming in. And when they would come in, they would build these booths, almost kind of like we was talking about Jonah they would come in and they would build these little booths, these little uh, homemade, you know, little, uh, 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 these little homemade, uh, if you want to call them houses or huts, if you want to call it that, uh, where they would stay in and during that week until the time was over, it was looked at as, as just a, a temporary housing for them until they left. But the reason why they did that was because they were actually celebrating something else when they'd done that. Uh, they were celebrating the, uh, the idea that whenever they were wandering around in the wilderness wanderings, and that was just a temporary thing, but now they uh, were in the promised land, and then now, and so they take all that down, and now they leave out. Uh, and so it was really a remembrance, kind of like a thing, a memorial type thing. And yet all these people that were coming in, and throughout the week, sacrifices would be made and, and, and it was a very busy time because you had all the priests, everybody that was available, it was all hands on deck. Everybody was there and sacrifices were being made and, 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 and as I said, thousands and thousands of people were just everywhere, very festive, lots of folks, lots of joy, lots of good things that were happening. And so as the Lord Jesus was standing there amongst all these people, the Bible shows us there in verse 14 that in the midst of this week, the Bible says that in the midst of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and he taught. And so at this time, the Lord uh, begins to disclose himself really uh, from, uh, from, being, uh, from, uh, from being not out, just out in the crowd, but, but goes into the temple and begins to teach. He begins to preach. And of course, everybody was there wondering who this man is and, uh, and other folks were uh, trying to figure out just who he was. So the Lord Jesus, he's teaching and he's preaching throughout this time. And understand this too, that while all, these fest, while all this festival is going on, you had the very first day, the folks didn't work at all and they prayed and those types of things. The very last day, they didn't do anything. And so the days in between were called the intermediate, the intermediate days. And then those days in between the intermediate days, that's when a lot of the uh, other things was taking place, the sacrifices, all those different types of things. And so, but from day one all the way to the end, what was going on, because it'll help you to understand verse 37 and 38 better, one of the things that was going on was every morning when the people woke up, a sacrifice would be made, and then the priest would walk down to the pool of Salom, and he would carry this golden silver 
cistern with him and he would walk down to the pool of Siloam and people would be standing there and they would be waving their branches. It was very festive, like I said, and they were just celebrating what was going on. And the priest would walk down there. He would dip his cistern, the golden cistern, into the pool of Siloam and he would walk back. Whenever he would walk back, there would be a table there. I'll use this one right here for just a picture as a resemblance. And so there would be a table there, and this, and it would be a large table, and this was where they would read uh, from the Torah, from uh, from the scriptures, and the priests would read there, and they would, uh, and he would walk around. He would walk around this table. Uh, he would do it one time throughout the week. And he would walk around. And then they had the altar that was there. And they would take the, the priest would take this golden cistern that he got from the pool of water. And he would take it and he would dip it onto the altar. And it was a festive time to think about uh, the Lord's blessing upon their life, pouring the water out, uh, uh, the blessings of God upon their life, asking God to bless and uh, bring them rain, to bless their crops, and, and, uh, and also to, to pour out his spirit among the people. What's interesting, though, is when we get to the very last part, and we get to verse 37, the Bible calls it the last day, that great day. The very last day, the very, that last day called the great day. And the reason why it's called the great day is because there was so much that took place on that day. All these things that I had just mentioned, of course, took place. The priest would go down and he would dip his cistern there into the water of the pool of Siloam and he would bring it back and pour the water out. But on the last day, what would happen is, of course, all the people were there and they would take these willow branches and they would, and, and, and as, and as prayers are being made and as people People are celebrating, they'd take these willow branches, five of them to be exact, and they would smite the ground five times with these willow branches. It was a picture, it was a picture of sin uh, being eradicated from their life. And they would take these willow branches and they would smite the ground. And the priest, he would hold, uh, uh, he would hold um, uh, this, uh, uh, the uh, scriptures. And as they would walk around, they would pray and they would read and he would walk around seven times on the last day. Now, what does that kind of give you a visual image or a picture of the walls of Jericho in the Old Testament that would fall down? The whole idea was this, is that God, if there's anything between us and you, then Lord, we're praying that that wall would fall down. We're praying whatever it is, God, that's between us and you, that it would fall, that it would be eradicated, that it would be no longer there, that there'd be fellowship between us and you. And so they would pray and they would read the Bible and uh, read, the, read the Torah. They'd read all these things and, 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 the, and the priest would then take his golden cistern and he would pour that out on he would pour that out on the on the altar there and and as he poured that on the altar of course all that water would rush around everywhere thousands of people are around everybody's praying and everybody's singing and shouting and praising and celebrating and then at that very moment something very unique would happen and you say what is that that very moment as the priest is pouring out the water on the altar. The Lord Jesus stands up in verse 37. Notice what he says. The Bible says, In that last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood. As he's watching all of this happen, there he is. As he's watching these people waving their branches, as he's watching them beat the willow, uh, beat the willows uh, upon the ground, striking the ground five times, as he's watching all the people seven times on that great day walk around, uh, uh, men and women and children alike, all walking around and praying, and, 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 and the priests pouring out uh, the water as he's watching all this happen. 
and the water gets poured out. And it's running down off, off the altar. The Bible says the Lord Jesus stood and he cried saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. So we see here at this festival, the Lord Jesus is trying to get these people to see that this one that you're praying for, this one that you're asking for, this one that you are saying, uh, Lord, if uh, we don't want nothing between me, between you and I, the one that would tear down that middle wall of partition was standing right there in front of them. Remember what happened when the Lord Jesus died there on the cross? When he died there, the Bible says that the veil tore down from the top to bottom, symbolizing that it was a work that God did that it was a work that came from heaven down to man, not from man up to heaven. And so the veil of the temple was torn down, allowing man to enter, uh, in essence, really, uh, into the throne room of God himself without having to go through an earthly priest to get there. And so the Lord Jesus, he stands up on this day as he sees all the festivities and all the people are standing around and all the prayers are going up and the water is dripping and the water is pouring down off the altar and the Lord Jesus is sitting there watching it all and then he arises up in the midst of it all and he begins to preach and let everybody know that the one that you're trying to talk to, the one that you are speaking of, the one that you need the middle wall of partition taken down, the one that can save you is me. I'm going to throw this into the very last day was called Hosanna Rabbah. That was the very last day of that feast. The very last day of that feast, Hosanna Rabbah, you know what it means? It means great salvation. That was the very last day. The very last day means great salvation. You remember the book of Hebrews. I believe it's there in chapter 2. The Bible says... How shall we escape if we reject so great salvation? And who, of course, who was the book of Hebrews written to? It was written to the Hebrews, was it not? And so here we see the Lord Jesus standing here in front of all the Jews on the day, on the day, during the Feast of Tabernacles, on this day, on this very last day of Hosanna Rabbah, which means great salvation. And there the Lord is standing there in essence saying, I'm the one that's going to bring you this great salvation on this very day. And notice he says, the Bible says in verse 37, he said, if any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this he spake of the Spirit, capital S there, which they that believe on him should receive because the Holy Spirit of God, of course, hadn't been given yet. The church hadn't started there in Acts chapter two, but the Holy Spirit of God was gonna come and he was gonna indwell inside of man. But the Holy Spirit of God wasn't gonna be uh, just, this, just this little picture of power that is being poured out of man, but it was gonna be a wellspring. Uh, the Holy Spirit of God was gonna live inside of man, dwell inside of man, and be a blessing into a his life and be power in his life unlimited unlimited and so we see on this last day hosanna rabah which means great salvation this day of course that they prayed for on this day a day of repentance and a day of prayer and all these festivities that were taking place the Bible tells us, hold your place here, and go over to the book of Psalms. 
one of the psalms that they would read as all this was taking place be Psalm 118. Psalm 118. As you find in your place there, that word Hosanna, remember, remember uh, when the Lord Jesus came riding into town on the donkey and what was the people did? They had the palm branches down and they were screaming out, Hosanna, Hosanna. And what does, of course, Hosanna mean? It means please save or save now. And so on this day, they were saying on this day was Hosanna uh, Rabbah, means great salvation. But they were also in essence saying, save us now. That was part of the process. Save us now, Lord, save us now. I wanna show you something interesting. As we look at Psalm 118, and they were reading through this verse, the Bible shows us there, we'll begin there in verse 25, I believe they started in verse 19, but we'll begin there in verse 25, and notice the Bible says, what's that first two words? Save now. The word save there, in the Hebrew word for save there, means Yeshua, which is where we would get the name Jesus. We get the name Jesus from. So whenever they were saying, in essence, Hosanna, Hosanna, save now, save now, it's almost like they were saying, Jesus, save us now. How amazing that is. We can see it. we keep reading down. Notice they said, save now, I beseech thee, O Lord, O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. That was part of their festivities. That's what they were praying for, that God would bless them in the upcoming harvest and that God would send the rain and pour out his spirit upon them. They said in verse 26, blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. God is the Lord, which has showed us light. Bind the sacrifice with cords even under the horns of the altar and so all this time here they are making their sacrifices and they're praising the Lord Hosanna Rabbah this great salvation that is coming to man interestingly we see that as they begin to pray about these things and the Bible says that there in verse 39 but this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. And many of the people, therefore, when they heard this saying, said of the truth, this is the prophet. And so what we see here is the Lord Jesus began to tell everyone who he was. In the midst of all the festivities and the Lord Jesus just stands right up as the water is being poured. And now, where is this water coming from, did I say? Coming from the pool of Siloam. And you look over and I think it may be the next chapter, maybe chapter 9, verse 6 or 7. The Bible talks about the pool of Siloam and the pool of Siloam, the interpretation even in the scriptures means sent or sent one. And who is it we see the Lord Jesus? He's in essence standing up as all this water is being poured on the altar. And he's in essence proclaiming to himself, whoever drinks out of this water, it is the sent one who is going to pour out your blessings for you. It is the sent one that's going to bless your life. It is the sent one that's going to give you joy. And that's what the Lord needed them to see on that day. That it was Christ, that Christ would be the one that gave them what they needed, that Christ would be the one that saved them. 
How shall we escape if we reject so great a salvation? So as they walked through Jerusalem and the temple and they poured the water on the altar and all these people, then this procession and they were all excited and all these different things was going on. The Lord Jesus standing there in the midst of them all uh, pronouncing who he is because he desired for them to know who he was. And they sat there and they stood there and they prayed for the coming of the Messiah and part of their prayers as the, as the Torah was read from and they prayed, they were praying from the coming of the Messiah for God to bless and, and the Messiah was standing right there and he stood up in their midst and said, the person you're praying for is standing right here. The person you're praying for that's gonna save you is standing right here. The person you're praying for that's gonna bless your life is standing right here. The person that, the power that you, the power that you need is gonna come from the Holy Spirit of God, which of course is gonna happen when the great sacrifice is given. The Lord Jesus, in essence, showing himself as the sent one. The Bible shows us there in verse 40 that many of the people, therefore, when they heard this saying, and so the Lord Jesus, he gets up and he makes this statement and he tells everybody, thousands of people standing around. And the Lord Jesus gets up and he makes this statement. And the Bible says there in verse 40 that many of the people, therefore, when they heard this saying, said, of a truth, this is the prophet. Others said, this is the Christ. But some said, shall Christ come out of Galilee? So there was a division among the people. The Lord Jesus came on this festive day because his desire was for the people to know and understand who he was. He wanted them to see him. The Bible says there in verse 42, as the folks began to talk about these things, they said, hath not the scripture said that Christ cometh out of the seed of David? And out of the town of Bethlehem where David was. And so there was a division among the people because of him. Some of them would have taken him, but no man laid hands on him. But then came the officers to the chief priests and Pharisees, and they said unto them, Why have you not brought him? And the officers answered, Never man spake like this man. There was never a man that ever spake like this man. And here we see on this great festival, on this great day, the Lord Jesus, his desire was for the people to know that he was the one that can save their souls. That he was the one that they prayed for, that he is the one that they're asking for. I mean, the the reading, the scriptures, the Lord Jesus said there in the text in verse 38, he that believeth on me as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of water. And as I said, these rivers of water speak of the Holy Spirit and his endless blessings and the endless power and the endless joy that he gives. I mean, we see the Lord Jesus in essence said the same thing almost to the woman at the well there in John chapter 4. Whenever she was drawing that water up out of the well and he says, in essence, I can give you what? Living water. What is it that we see that he tells these people there in verse 38? Out of his belly shall flow rivers of what? Living water. 
And so the whole purpose and the point that the Lord was trying to get these folks to see, and during this Feast of Tabernacles, on this very last day, when they were, when they were in essence shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, and when they were on this day, on this, on this day the great day, when the great salvation was standing there in front of everybody, as they were praying for blessing, as they were praying for God's help, as they were praying for God to send, listen now, as they were praying for God to send the Messiah, he was standing right there. Send the Messiah, Hosanna, save now. Had they didn't even know that whenever they were saying save now, that it was even Jesus, save us now. And here they are praying for God's blessing, praying for God's cleansing, praying for the outpouring of his spirit, praying that God would send the Messiah. And the Lord stands up in the midst of all these thousands of people as they're all standing around and the water is pouring down off the altar where the sacrifices have been made. And the Lord Jesus just stands up and says, all that come to me. Can you imagine all the eyes, they were all sitting around and the Lord Jesus stands up and he just, and he makes that statement in front of everybody and everybody just turns around. The one you're praying for is here. God's answered your prayer. Man, what a moment. How exciting that that is. And God desired for them to know who he was. And God desired for them to see that salvation was here. The great salvation. And I believe the writer of Hebrews wanted the, the Hebrew people to understand that on that great day, how shall we escape if we reject so great a salvation? The Lord Jesus, as we get ready to end, the Bible says in verse 46, the officers, when they, the officers, when they answered, the Pharisees, when the Pharisees, they, uh, here they are, the, the officers, they come back, the chief priests, they all come back, and the officers answered and said, never men speak like this man. They never heard nobody speak like Christ. Never seen anybody like him. I believe when the Lord Jesus was there teaching and the Lord Jesus was there preaching to the people on this festival day, that it was so, these people were so awestruck that there in verse 46, that the officers that are there said, we've never heard a man speak like this man. When God wanted them to know on this day, that I'm the Savior. And if you'll put your faith and trust in me, out of you shall come a wellspring of water. As I studied through this today, it was just such a blessing to my spirit. Because I think it, I was putting it all together this, uh, this morning and I'd read some of it last night and I was putting a lot of it together this morning and Spent hours praying over and hours studying it. And, and it was such a blessing to my heart because I was like, you know what, Lord? I said, God, if I talk about this tonight, it's not going to be so much of a preaching service as it is more of a teaching service. I said, but you know what, God? I said, you know, we, we get to these portions of the scripture sometimes and we just kind of read right through it and just keep on going. But we don't always have a, quite of an understanding of the background of it and everything that's taking place. And, and I was like, you know what? I was like, sometimes when you just kind of sit back for a minute and you just soak in everything that's happening and you imagine and you take a moment, just sit there and imagine everything that's taking place, the people, the priest, 
the water being poured out, the, the, the branches being laid down, and people striking the ground, the prayers that are being prayed, the, uh, the, the, the cistern that's being poured out on the water, and the booze that are sitting all around, and the thousands of people that are around, and the, and the priests that are walking, that are walking around the, uh, the bema there where, where, the, where, the, where the Torah was, where they read the scrolls, and, and he's walking around, and they're praying, and they're reading the scriptures, and talking about God, uh, God send the Messiah, and God bless us, and and the Lord Jesus just stands up in the middle of the whole festival and said, your prayer's been answered. I'm right here. Amen. What a blessing. You know, it just excites me when I read things like this. And if there's anybody in there that's sitting out here tonight, if we're asking ourselves questions, you know, we, Lord, please, do you see me, Lord, please? Just, I just think about this this festival right here, and I'm just like, you know, we pray, God, please help, and God, please, Lord, please intervene, and the Lord's just, I'm already here. I'm already here. I'm already here. What a blessing. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this night. Lord, I'm so thankful, Lord, for the things that we can learn, uh, God, in your word, and Lord, just the impact, God, that it can make in our life. We just slow down a little bit, and and just soak in every part of your word and everything that's happened and everything that's taken place. Just how beautiful it is. I'm thankful, God, that I'm saved. I'm thankful here tonight that, that you gave this great invitation here in verse 37. Let him come and drink of me. Lord, I pray here tonight, as I've been mentioned already, Lord, if there's anybody here this evening, or any folks, our friends, family members, folks that we know, Lord, even people that we don't know that were lost, God, I pray that you'd help them to see that you've come, God, that you're here. And God, that they can put their faith and trust in you, and you can be that wellspring of water in their life. That you can be the one that brings them joy, that you can be the one, Lord, that brings them all that they need. And God, I pray that you'd help us tonight as we get ready to leave this evening as we make our way home. I pray, Lord, you give us a good week. I pray that you'd bless it. Help us to honor you with our lives this week. Bring us back here to the next point of time. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.